Too much horror business Driving late at night Psycho 78 12 o'clock Don't be late I said all this horror business Greetings and salutations. My name is Justin Lohr. And I'm Liam O'Donnell. And you are listening to episode 79 of Horror A Business. And today we are talking about Liam's and Twitter's favorite movie of all time. The greatest <laughs> movie ever made. Well, no. First we're talking about 1982's Night Beast. And then we're talking about Liam's favorite movie and everyone's favorite movie. A movie that I am a gigantic walking asshole for not thinking was amazing. <laughs> Did you really get that much pushback? 1990's The Suckling. It's so, you know, like they say that Citizen Kane... And the Shawshank Redemption. Stop. They say stop. those were like real movies, but Orson Welles and Frank Darabont can 69 each other to the grave because the suckling is what real movies is a real good movie. I know you got some pushback, but you didn't get that much pushback. No, I'm just being a I'm just being a child. I do think you were thinking when you said that that people were gonna be like, Yeah, you're right, man. Those things suck. And no, I'm, not at all. You thought they were, everyone was going to agree with you. That's no, what I you didn't. Thought. Yes, you did. Don't lie. Why would... No, I, I mean, I wasn't like... Don't you I wasn't. Lo- I, I wasn't looking for validation, nor was I looking to go against, going against the grain. I was just stating my... Uh, I was just putting out there how I felt watching that movie, which is, why am I watching this movie? <laughs> what did I do to deserve this? You must have been good to somebody. And then later, I came to my senses and realized that as bad as The Suckling is, it makes Night Beast look like... The Shawshank Redemption or Citizen Kane? Aren't there some other things you want to say right now? But I, uh, fuck the Minneapolis PD. <laughs> fuck our stupid president. There's lots of stuff I want to say. Yeah, that's true. We don't have like a... Um, on Cinepunks, it kind of feels like a check-in. Like, You know what I mean? The whacking on track kind of functions as like a current events check-in. Yes. If anything's going on important enough to mention, you can just say like, oh, also... Blah, blah, blah. Fuck that. You know what I mean? But um, we don't have that on here because we just only check in about horror, which is fine. That's yeah. good. I like that. I mean, our, the Twitter feed is... We, I, I occasionally, occasionally sure. dip. And I think that's fine. Uh, I think we don't have to pretend this show is something that it's not. Yeah. That's not necessary. However, it is worth mentioning that... Uh, um, Black Lives Matter and uh, the situation right now in Minneapolis is not unique. No. In fact, just a few days before stuff happened, you know, like how long ago uh, did we have our friend who was just trying to run killed mm-hmm. killed by bored rednecks, you know, uh, just around the same time, you know, a uh, uh, black trans man was killed. So, you know, there's a lot... There's a lot of violence. It's just in this particular case, we have a video and we have a police department pretending like nothing's wrong. Not only not only do we have a video, we have like a rather detailed video. So even these like yes. fucking fence walking bootlickers can't be like, well, we don't know what happened before the. Yeah, we know exactly what. We happened. don't know what what boat we 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 haven't heard both sides. Well, and to and 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 we have continued, uh, we have continued fucking uh, horrifying aspects of it so a these two men knew each other worked together 
for 17 years. Yep. And he m- m- murdered him. Maybe it was personal. Maybe he hated him for those 17 years. Let me years. be clear. There are people I have known for 17 sure. years whose names might rhyme with piss me jacked, who stop, I would stop, murder at the drop of a hat. Um, so there's that. There's the medical examiner saying, well, it's not clear that there were any injuries that caught. And, and what I love about this is, you know, he had a heart, saying he had a heart condition, which might be true. I'm just saying that the You know what other condition he had? A fucking boot on the back of his neck. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like, if you kneel on someone's neck for 10 minutes and then they have a heart attack, you can't go, well, not my fault. Had a heart attack. How could that be my fault? No, I I put this on Twitter because I was like, when I read that today, I was like in the Wegmans parking lot when I read that and I was just so angry. Yeah. And I'm not being like sarcastic or funny right now. Like, I was literally like, yeah, holy fuck, this is madness. When I was in college... Um, my friend's younger brother was beat to death on his way home from the bar. Like, literally, he was walking up from the bar, three fucking bro jerk off some Redding, saw him, and were like, we should fight that guy. Yeah. And they beat him to death. And sure. then, at the trial, their defense attorney was like, well, you know, first off, you know, the, the victim was, you know, he was, he was, he was very drunk. You know, and uh, alcohol thins the blood. So all I'm saying is that if he hadn't been so drunk, maybe he wouldn't have bled to death. And uh, that's the exact same line of logic, except... Here's the thing. What I think is so crazy about that, too, is that, like, if I were to, if I were to punch you, right, okay. and you were to fall and crack your head open... Yes. That would at least be um, manslaughter. That's manslaughter. At minimum. Yeah. That's man- I mean, I technically, I wouldn't say a friend, but I have an acquaintance that we know from shows. I don't know if you know him, but you probably know of him, who went to prison because he punched a racist. That racist fell and hit his head on a on a parking thing, huh? and he died. And that dude just went to jail because he didn't have a fancy-ass lawyer to say, no, 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 look, look, this isn't my client's fault. Yeah. He just went to jail It's because- fun turns out if you if you do something and someone dies because of it and that's what's crazy about that is you could actually make an argument of like well he didn't mean to kill him i guess you could argue that this cop didn't mean quote unquote to kill this gentleman but that is not very compelling right he at minimum didn't care that's the thing right he at minimum didn't care yes this person lived or died it wasn't a priority his hands were in his pockets while he was kneeling on this dude yeah that's a statement yeah Here's the thing. So that all sucks. If there's one if there's one class of people in the world I want to care about whether or not they kill someone, it's fucking people who have the stink state sanctioned authority to possibly kill people. Yeah, if anyone should be hyper aware of like, is this person gonna die or not? It should it be a sh- fucking cop. Yeah. It should probably be the uh death merchants that we pay yeah. to walk the streets with the, the military to kill. has more oversight when it comes to that shit. Oh Anyway, okay. we're not we're not trying to pound on this. No. It's just the reality is we also don't want to know that we were on a recording and we didn't bring it up. So. Yes, exactly. We have a responsibility, um, you know, to to say something. We do want to thank our patrons though, because unlike the Minneapolis PD, they are not assholes and bastards. They are wonderful, wonderful people. Yes, who have listened to this podcast. Yes, or some other podcast on the Simpunks Network. It's not important. They've listened to at least Liam or me. <laughs> That's fair. And they have said, there is money that belongs to me that I would like to belong to them. And I'm just going to say that means mm. a lot to me. And I, mm. I, I don't speak for Liam, but you know, I think he feels the same way. So 
I think it's pretty cool. It's pretty rad, yeah. So thank you if you've donated. Um, we're eternally grateful. If you want more information on how to donate, you can go to patreon.com backslash cinepunks and just, you know, donate whatever. It's great. This episode is also brought to you by the Lehigh Valley's premier screen printing company, Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations. Now, Liam, if I said to you... Yes? Um, you wanted to get a t-shirt made that said something like... Any appropriation of Black Lives Matter is kind of fucked up and racist. Sure. Yeah, I appreciate that. Where would you get it made at? Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations. Why is that? Um, A, they are some of the most professional uh, uh, and yet approachable people you could possibly work with. Yes. B, I trust them to work hard to get the design right. Yes. C, uh, I think the message would get under Chris Rejects' right-wing skin. And it would like make him itch and crawl. But to I'll have say to a lot of it. I'll say a lot of bad things about Chris. No, yeah, he's actually not. I bad. will not call him a right winger. I, 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 in fact, I'm uh, kind of appropriating that joke because that's what Doug Tilly always says on our show. Anytime politics comes up, he's like, Liam, that must enrage you as a GOP person. That must enrage you to hear that. And I'm always like, thanks, Doug. I really appreciate that. Hopefully, there's no first time. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like anyone who's listened to it knows the joke, but I'm like, what if someone's the first time listening? It's always someone's first time. They think I'm the freaking. The, they the think token. you're the handy to his combs. Yeah, exactly. It's stupid. It makes so, me mad. So, if you want to get something made, you can yeah. go to. Um, Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations X <laughs> XLVACX.com and you can just see what you want you know they have they have a website that lays it all out for you they yeah. have very good prices yeah if you have an idea for a design but you don't know what you want they have a graphic designer on hand yep um, who they he works at a reasonable rate um, and if you want to check out what they're all about you can find them on Twitter and Instagram yeah. at the underscore LVAC yeah so they're going to be printing. We just dropped today a benefit shirt for the uh, uh, Minnesota Relief Fund, I think it is. Yes. Freedom Fund. Freedom Fund. And uh, for Rough Cut, uh, Rough Cut Tees, um, we did have to design those uh, Sweet Sweetbacks Badass Song, and they'll be printed at LVAC, and they're going to be donating their labor. So uh, usually we say proceeds after costs are going. Yes. But now all the proceeds can go because. They're not going to charge us for the labor on those. So see, that's the kind of shit that that that's the reason yeah. I like Chris. Yeah. I don't have time to get into why I hate him, but that's why I right. like him. You know what? Here's the thing, guys. All the reasons we hate Chris won't affect the quality of the work. No, not at all. <laughs> the fucking walking dumpster of a human being that he is. He is at least a professional, hardworking dumpster. That's true. He's like Pizza the Hut, only <laughs> shittier. The, the world's most hardworking dumpster yeah. is a pretty good claim. He is. He um. I don't know. I got nothing. www.xlvac.com. That's Chris Reject. Now comes the time. Oh, man. I get out the Ouija board. Oh, geez. I move it around. Oh, God. I say, Prince Rogers Nelson, surely your spirit is at unease for what's going on in Minneapolis right now. I have a question for you. If you could talk to Liam in his dreams. Oh, God. If you could go to Liam in his dreams and make the noise that you make at the beginning of the song, Kiss, if you could make that, and ask him to tell me the answer to the question. <laughs> Liam, what have you done involving horror movies recently? So, as usual, I don't have a ton to report, but Fucking I did. Asshole. Hey, man, I'm raising a child over here. Why don't you come babysit Maeve so I can I'm watch the movies? Kids. I think you'd be fine with Maeve. Nah. Um, I watched a little movie 
Well, I watched a movie broken up as a TV show on Shudder called Blood Machines. How was that? So um, let me first address, this is definitely a movie. I don't know why they chose to break this up into- This played at Brooklyn Brooklyn Horror Film Fest, didn't they it? They did. I, I think it did. Yeah. Um, so Blood Machines is, uh, well, how do you feel about Carpenter Brute, the band? I like that sound. Right. Um, but I don't like how it seems like everyone and their mom is doing it these days. Yeah, what is the name for that? They've created their own genre. It's a John Carpenter soundtrack is what it should be called. Sure, but it's more 80s. It's like, let's take the roots of John Carpenter, Yeah. add a bit of 80s neon flair, and now that's a... That's a that's a genre, I guess, and there's a name for it, and it's escaping me, whatever it is. But when you say like, there's mixes for it on Spotify, whatever. Yeah, whatever. a lot of it's really good because I, you know, I, I like that sound. I think Carpenter Brute is the most popular, yeah, most sort of respected version because a lot of this genre is not groups; it's random neckbeards in their basement, and what they make might be brilliant or it might be trash, but it's all the same thing, which is like. The 80s movie that doesn't exist, right? Yeah. Blood Machines is, let's make a movie for the Carpenter Brute record. You know, it's like the, all the music's by Carpenter Brute. All the visuals feel like they came up. Everything about this movie feels like it's just Carpenter Brute, right? Okay. Um, and they've, they've made their own music videos. So this just feels like a very expensive music video. And uh, this it's one of those films where there are a ton of special effects but none of them are practical. Okay. Like, this is just a group of 10 people, maybe, in a green screen, and then probably for a year or something, they created all these digital backgrounds to make this thing pop, you know? There's a certain graininess to it, though. Like, even though everything is, like, futuristic, it's made to look somehow both that... You know how, like, with uh, Ultra HD stuff, there's, like, a weird close-up where you don't see much of the background? Yeah, yeah. It's that, but then with a grain over top, like, it's an old movie. That helps because all the special effects are digitally created stuff. Okay. So I don't know if you ever saw like Manborg, right? Nope. Oh, man. I don't even know why I'm bothering because there's a whole classification of new weird movie Mm -hmm. that I should just assume you have no interest in. Just like you revealed to me that you hate Turbo Kid. Correct. (sighs) Side note. I'm excited for this Psycho Goreman movie. Just put that out for I'm our not. audience. I think it's going to be great. Looks funny. That's fine. So Blood Machines is not trying to be funny, but there's a sense of humor to it because it, it, it's clear that plot was not a strong thing. It's literally just a quick setup, a little bit of a chase, and then an insane sort of ending uh, that involves a lot of uh, naked women with glowing upside-down crosses on their abdomens. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so... Uh, there's not a lot of backstory, but from what I can figure out, it's there's a in the future, there are only men. And women seem to exist solely as the living AI that runs ships. And there however, these this these uh I guess they're like not a scavenger ship, but like a scrap ship, um, crashes on a planet where uh, chasing a ship that has a malfunctioning AI, and on that planet there are women. Hmm. And these women perform a ceremony to release the AI from this ship because the ship is, in their mind, alive. And this woman comes out who is maybe, I don't know if she's supposed to be human. I guess she's like the spirit of the ship. And she's naked and she has a big glowing upside-down cross on her abdomen. 
you know, they want to, she's supposedly a malfunctioning AI, and so they want to capture her, and then it all sort of, like, there's not much story after that. It's like a chase and then a big battle and whatever. And it's all clearly just there to mm, bolster the music of Carpenter Brute okay, and to be, look cool for, again, I'm, I'm assuming a certain chunk of money, right? But I, I, in other words, I think it's a movie that's light on plot because all the money went into all these crazy visuals and to make it work when I don't feel like it's a high-budget film at all. Um, so it made it even more crazy that they broke it into episodes and made it a TV show on Shudder because it was a movie. Yeah. And then they broke it up for Shudder so it's like like 20-minute chunks or something. Like I think the whole thing is like not even feature. It's like a little over an hour, I think. Um, hmm. That being said, it's fun. Like the mu- like I like the music. Carpenter Brood is fine. It- it's not something I can listen to regularly, um, but I don't hate it. It's like I think I think if Carpenter Brute was uh, unique, if they were doing their own thing, but knowing like okay, this is more of that stuff, it like kind of wears on me a little bit. Yeah. I think, it- 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 to be fair, these folks show up at Mahoning on a regular basis, and so I think me and Justin are a little bit like tired of this thing because it's like been in our face a little bit you know? what do you mean those folks that's a big part of vhs fest they they, they have the brute themselves no but this kind oh, of music you're talking about that guy yeah he's one of these folks and oh, and I knew there's that, a yeah. there's a fest of this kind of music and the year i did vhs fest you were there mm-hmm. there was someone promoting that fest and he was playing the music and it was just so desperate and fedora like that i just couldn't it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Maybe the f- folks in Carpenter Brute are like the coolest cool people and I would love to hang out with them. But that scene feels weird. It's My response is like, you know, if if you had a bad experience with a Throwdown fan and that was your only experience with hardcore, you might be like, that's not for me. And I would say, I get that. That makes sense. I, I, I don't agree, but whatever. That's what I'm doing. I've had a bad experience with some Keytars. You've had and at fedoras. least two bad experiences because I have. Yes. I have you on video making a comment about one of those experiences. Yep. And then last year, our table was right next to that guy. Yeah, and it was like painful and embarrassing. So I think that's the thing is that that experience has made Carpenter Brute, who I think is actually pretty good at what they do. It's maybe not like that style. Okay. So I can't appreciate them. That being said, watching the movie, the music didn't bother me. I just wasn't involved enough and then there's no story there there's some cool performance stuff like it's not like bad but there's not enough story there for me to be like oh this is really interesting i'm really glad i'm watching this i'm like okay cool i guess that looked cool you know whatever um but if you you know if you want to if you want to space out to some carpenter brute and see something with like pretty good digital effects like they're kind of cool and when i say good i don't even just mean like that they're believable because they're not they're like cartoony and weird but the design of it is neat you know what i mean it's the sort of thing you're watching nothing looks real yeah but it's cool uh one of the things they have is they have these laser guns and you ever notice how like whenever you see laser guns in these movies the they shoot individual laser beam shots yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. laser bullets and that doesn't make sense this gun has an unending stream laser which is how lasers actually work yeah 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 and in fact at one point someone's on his back so he shoots the gun and then stops shooting the gun and turns because the laser hangs in the air after he shot it so he can move her and hit her into the laser and it burns hmm. her a little bit and i was like 
But that's pretty cool because that's kind of how they that that's actually kind of funny, you know? Like interesting. Yeah. So, so little things like that. It's weird. Uh, I liked it, uh, but I wouldn't. If you're someone who doesn't have Shutter, it's not worth looking. It, it, you know, if you already have Shutter, it's right there for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a way to kill some time. I think it's kind of fun, you know. But if you're like, tell me something really awesome on Shutter to blow my mind, that's not even on the fucking list. <laughs> it's not even. It's just weird and fun. But if you're again, if even though I spent all this time insulting you, this music you love, if you love Carpenter Brute and shit like that, whatever the name of that genre of music is, something wave, I don't fucking know. Dark wave, synth wave, carpenter wave. No. Synth maybe might be part of the name. I don't fucking know. Goth wave? No. (sighs) Bullshit wave. Jacob, cut all this out. This is No, 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 no. Keep it in, Jacob. The point is, you might like it. If you like Carpenter Brute, you should definitely watch it. Uh, other than that, I haven't had a chance for much other horror. I'm sorry. That's okay. You want to know what I've done? Sure. I went last week on a bit of a kick involving the Vicious Brothers and Colin Minahan. I watched in one sitting Grave Encounters and Grave Encounters 2. Um, I'd never seen them before. I liked the first one quite a bit. The second one, not so much. That's all to say about that. Okay. Um... And then I, I mean I think the f- have I seen the first one? Oh, you know what? I haven't seen it. But you know who messaged me about it was Dana. She loves that movie. Yeah, it's it's I mean it's 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 definitely uh it it definitely answers all the Synth- questions. For Synthwave. It's called Synthwave. Synthwave? Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. That's weird. It's a weird name for a whole genre. Anyways, go ahead, sorry. Uh, it answers all the questions that I always ask when watching a found footage movie. When if you don't know what they are, ask me on Twitter because I don't want to explain this. Uh, and then I watched another movie that was directed by Colin Minahan called What Keeps You Alive. Was it What Keeps You Alive or What Keeps Us Alive? Um, he didn't, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a, a thing he did with, uh, with his usual like collaborator. Um, it was like his solo thing that he did. Let me, yeah, What Keeps You Alive. Um, starring Brittany Allen, who was like a, a, she is an actress who's in like a bunch of his movies. Um, it was really good. I, it was just about this woman who's, she finds out her wife is not who she thinks she is. Mm -hmm. And it turns into sort of like a, um, like it it was marketed as like a, almost like a most dangerous game slash like hard target style movie. Sure. Which would be amazing. Right. Um, but it, it, it actually, those aspects of the movie are only in the movie for about like 10 minutes and the rest of it is like her pretending to be okay around like like these dinner guests come over like after this woman tries to kill her and she has to sit there and be like yeah no things are things are fine like yeah, yeah. I'm really glad and yeah. it's just there's all this insane like insanely cool tension going on um it's a good movie uh it's well shot it's kind of violent it's cool um those are the movies I watched, but I did start last night the uh, the Epics TV series adaption of War of the Worlds. Oh, right. Starring Gabriel Byrne and a few other people. You ever heard War of the Worlds? Heard, you ever heard of War of the Worlds? You've heard of it. No, I don't know anything about it. A little busy Martians. I might have seen the uh, Spielberg one. Ah, the Steven Spielberg, yes. We won't talk about why he made that movie. <laughs> okay. Because he missed E.T. He had to get his he had to get his anger out. Um, I only watched one episode. Um, it's worth noting that like the thing I like about this is that it's like from the fucking gate. 
there's no question about like whether or not these why they're here. It's not like in the book when they're like, oh, they just came out of Mars. Like maybe they're okay. Right. Or like in, right. the, in you know in the Spielberg thing they like you know I mean and they start killing people immediately. But in this one, it's like as soon as these things land, people are like they're here to kill us, and here's why. And there's all these like cool scientific rationale around it that kept me awake too late last night because I think about that shit. Um, oh, also, holy shit. Speaking of stuff that keeps me awake, have we talked about the Hatman documentary? The what? The Hatman documentary. No. The documentary of about the Hatman. I didn't know there was such a thing. Okay. Do you know what the Hatman is? No. Why would I what are you talking about? Do you know what, do you know, are you familiar with the existence of shadow people? I'm gonna go ahead and say no. I'm what? not I'm not familiar okay. with the existence of some shit you read on the internet. Mm, I've read it in four of the books that I have on the subject. I'm sure it. you do. So uh a little weirdo. Little, little background. Uh there's so there's this phenomenon of shadow people, which basically what it is, it's really what it is, it's um people who are very, very tired and their brain isn't going into sleep the way it should. There's there's like a wire that gets crossed. I think it's a technical term. And they hallucinate. Like one of the things, um, I, I don't know the scientific phenomenon, but there's this physiological phenomenon that happens where you, you recognize human-esque patterns where there are none. And a lot of times people will see like the shape, the silhouettes of people in the shadows, which is fucking terrifying. That's so scary. The Hat Man is a very specific one where people see a silhouette of a tall man wearing like a fedora style, like a Homburg style hat, which is fucking spooky as all hell. That's so creepy. So on Amazon, there's a documentary about it, and it's um, I stopped watching it. 50% of it was because um, I was too scared to keep watching it. And then the other half was people like... Um, like there were there were people in there who were just like I've been seeing this thing since I was seven years old. I have no idea what it is. Um, when I was fourteen, my family moved across the country. And I saw it there. It's just so frightening. I don't know what it is. That's terrifying. But then you have people who are like, well, you know, I understand that the Hat Man is an interdimensional creature who controls the uh, gen. Uh, well, the people have all the fucking answers. Uh, so there's like people who are being interviewed who are like truly horrified. Yeah, they're just they're describing a weird experience. Which is happening. frightening to see. You know, you, if you're you, if you're a human being with empathy, you're going to relate to this fear that you're seeing. And the other half is just people like who probably didn't see anything and are just like, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like people, it's Lucifer, he's coming for my soul. No, he's not. He didn't give a fuck about your soul. Just stop it. He cares about your Pokemon cards. Though. He does though. He does. He wants that Charizard. Yeah. He know he, he knows you have that first edition He'll Charizard. Come to you, man. He'll tempt you. It's fifty five grand. Yeah, you man. think you think even the Dark Lord in this economy is sneezing at fifty five grand no. for one card? Does he look like he's made of Pokemon cards? He's, he's gonna fucking get you. He'll take you to the top of a mountain and show you all the cities of the world and tempt you. He's gonna take his devil pokey stick, mm-hmm. whatever that's called. I wouldn't know. A pitchfork. Whatever it's called, I wouldn't know. And stab you. He's gonna stab you probably in the butt. Mm-hmm. Not in a sex way. That's what the devil does. Just because you got a lot of meat down there. I don't, but you know. Well. That's just me. That's how you keep safe from the devil. That is how I keep <laughs> that, that. That is how I keep the devil away from me. So yeah, that's on Amazon Prime. Why don't you have enough meat in your butt? Let's talk about that. Let's because I don't do I, I don't do squats. squats enough. Why don't you do squats? No, no, no. More? I do squats. It's just my I have a fucking weird body. I have a weird shaped body. And I'm not, that's not like, that's not me being like, that's not body dysmorphia. That's an objective I, I 100% was like, I'm going to pursue this because Justin will get uncomfortable, change the subject. And instead you're like, 
bro, I'm in. Let's talk. No, about no, this. I have a weird body because I have like I'm like kind of heavy set, but I have a small frame, and the combination of that is just it's a fucking nightmare. I feel like I feel like I have a weird body. No, you have a normal looking body. I don't think so. I also uh, feel like I always look fat, even though my weight has increased like exponentially, but I just look the same amount of fat. Yeah, but I'm. But I'm way heavier. See, I wish I had a bo- like. I wish I w- had a, a normal body like that. You have it's a normal not body. Normal. I don't think it's normal. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. I have. I have. A, I have a vile, disgusting, unfuckable body. So Stop. Let's just, That's a let's lie. Let's just go. First of all, I bet you twenty percent of our listeners would like to have sexual congress with you. All things being equal. No. Yeah, at least twenty percent. I guarantee more. I guarantee that's not true. It might be as much as thirty-five percent. Not at all true. Anyway, talk about my my strange fucking white Jabba the Hutt looking body aside. It's lies. <laughs> First of all, you can't even make it up because people because you refuse to wear a shirt on Instagram. That's not true. You have so many shirtless. I videos have on lots Instagram. of shirts on Instagram. You have so many shirtless though ones on Instagram. That's people know what your body looks like. You can't even pretend like oh, it's like uh, people know if they follow you on Instagram, they know exactly what you look like. Mm, I'm a, I'm a mystery. They just see my big old thumb head. It's they have no idea what's going on. Underneath. Still a weird body. I used to post pictures of my feet though, because I do upset people. People love- people find my feet and legs upsetting. I respect that. <laughs> I respect that. I used to do a lot when I first joined Instagram, y'all. I specifically posted stuff to make people upset, and multiple times I posted something like one time I posted a picture of me dribbling water on myself, like a video. I just like drank a cup of water and then just let it spill out of my mouth onto myself, and three different people messaged me to say that's it, and then they unfollowed me. <laughs> hey man, shit happens. Whatever. It, does. it was funny at the time. Whatever. How old were you? You were in your thirties when you were doing shit like oh, that. Oh yeah, that's, that's I'm an old man. Yeah, that's interesting. I was fully in my 30s because I joined Instagram late because hmm. I didn't have a phone that could do it. Hmm. took me a while to get an iPhone. Interesting. And I have a Google Pixel 2. Watch out. It's not even a Pixel 4. What the fuck? Watch out. I know. I literally can't even put it on one of those cool charging things. I can. I can put my phone on a cool charging thing. Fuck you. So, anyway, <clears throat> I guess we'll take a quick break. <laughs> We've decided into pure chaos. I guess I'll take a quick... No, that's that's called banter. It reveals chemistry. I'll reveal your chemistry? No, we reveal my chemistry. I have a weird body. That's my chemistry. I have that's a weird kind of... body and no ass. Celebrated vegan chef Isa Moskowitz, okay, who's never going to hear this, so I can say that, who runs True Love in... Or Modern Love in Brooklyn, so anyone knows that place, Yeah. once commented that I would be cute, but it looks like I don't have an ass. I don't have time to explain the fucking circumstances that led to her making that comment. <laughs> but her and I are friends on Facebook, and the one time I went there, she did give me a bunch of free shit. So maybe she feels guilty about she that. She was trying to build up your butt. Yeah, but... There's, I don't know. I just have a weird body. It's disgusting. That's not true. Anyway, so we're going to take a quick, quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about the 1980 subpar shit show. Serviceably good monster movie you are on marijuana <laughs> the movie is not serviceably good <sighs> neon maniacs is serviceably good mm, it's definitely not as good as neon maniacs no but it's less messy than neon maniacs uh i would not watch this movie again if you paid me night beast we're gonna talk we're about right night back. Beast. from another galaxy from another world 
the embodiment of fear. What the hell was that? Night Beast. Terror from beyond. <laughs> a high-tech warrior from a distant planet. A killing machine with a taste for human flesh. Community abandoned in a code of silence. Wicker never even called the state. They don't even know we have a bad situation here. A love affair. You know, you're a very attractive girl, Lisa. Two people brought together by the urgency of the moment. Two people torn apart by the savage fury of Night Beast. I'm sorry, Jamie. There was nothing that could be done. The most vicious creature to ever span the intergalactic void has come to pay its respects. This is the story of how the little people answer the big questions. the movie that will change the face of modern science fiction cinema. <laughs> Night Beast. Terror from beyond. And we are back to talk about 1982's horror sci-fi feature, Night Beast. A creature from outer space crash lands in a small town and starts killing people. Wow, that's never been done before. Stop. And not better. Here's the thing. That premise is very dull, but you know what else? You know what else? That's also the premise of the Deadly Spawn. Mm-hmm. Lib Lob. Sure. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Sure. And a bunch of other shit. Without, without warning. Without warning. So here's what I will posit to you. Without warning is better than this. I will posit to you. I disagree. You're I mean, fucking out of your mind. I think this is better than without warning. No. Without warning becomes boring at times. Hmm. This movie was not boring. Hmm. Interesting. I was never bored watching this movie. Okay. Can I tell you something right now? Yeah. I was in a tornado when I was 11 years old. I wasn't bored. That doesn't mean it's a good thing. <laughs> I Okay. Th- there's something to be said for not being bored during a very formulaic, low-budget monster movie. I mean, that's all this is. is like It's super low-budge. Uh, it's definitely made by amateurs. No one here really knows what they're doing, and yet it kept up pace for me. I was into it. Do you want to know what I didn't like about this movie? What? And this speaks a lot to me. Like this, when when this happens in movies, this speaks a lot to me. I wasn't crazy about the suckling. Sure. But every single person in that movie looked like they were at least wanted to be there. Right. Nobody in this movie looked like they wanted to be there. I didn't feel that way. No, at all. I just, I just got the feeling. I, I, I just got this movie was so, such a joyless, not fun movie for me. I don't know. It, ju- it just felt like when he, okay, when, when the guy comes out of the cabin, pretty early on, he's like the first sort of brutal kill. Yeah, and the suckling grabs him, or suckling. I'm sorry. When night beast, the night beast grabs him, and all of a sudden his guts are just fucking hanging out. That wasn't fun for you. I mean, it, I wasn't like this is stupid, but. It just, most of the time, I was, like, watching this movie and going, like, 
what like there, is there like someone just outside of the camp for you like pointing a gun at these people and being like say those fucking lines? I just think they were stiff. This was a this was a this is an ultra low budge. This is very much like a like a uh, people who are not actors trying to make this thing happen. A couple of the people I think are actors, but there was a lot of non-actors in this movie, and they're just stiff, man. They're stiff. I don't know. I just it it just it just struck me as 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 uh like I said as joyless. Oh wow! I so I didn't feel that way at all. But it's I'm in a tough position because I think you really disliking it makes me want to defend it. However, I don't I, think it needs to be defended. You know that's the. No, but I mean, it makes me want to because I'm like, well, I didn't hate it that much, whatever. But then it's like, okay, so I'm going to mount a defensive night beast. Let's put it. Let's put it this way. Let's say we're at Harathon. Yes. Right? And night beast comes on. What time is it? If it is like two and I already ate lunch, I'm going to watch night beast. If it's six and I haven't had dinner yet, peace out, night beast. What if it's three in the morning? Going to sleep. That, uh, you got to be good to keep me up at three in the morning. This is okay. So here's what it is, y'all. Let's let's back this up a little bit. Night Beast is literally uh, an almost entirely plotless movie. Uh, an alien. First of all, it, it already has something that is so fifties, and I hate it. Aliens, if they show up here, will not be literal monsters. They have to at least fly a fucking ship. Yeah, they have to be coherent enough to operate intergalactic controls. Something, by the way, we don't know how to do. Yeah. So the fact that we constantly are like, yeah, 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 this thing comes from another planet, and then when it gets here, it's just a wild man eating people randomly and can't figure out how not to get shot. That's like, we basically posit that aliens are just like a, a rabid bear. That's what aliens are. That's some, that for some bear. reason, wears clothes and can operate firearms. Yeah, it's weird, right? So, okay, that's already an issue. But the movie starts off, and it's just like, it's just attacking people. And they're trying to get organized to fight this thing. And all of the conflict comes down to, A, convincing people this thing is real, and they need to stop having, let's say, fundraisers for the governor. I kind of like that. I was kind of into it. I liked the way that the sheriff was kind of being like, "Yo, man, we th- this is happening. This is not made up." But you saying that right now, you're saying that with more conviction than the actor doing the movie was. I don't. I don't think that's true. I think that's unfair to him. I don't think, I it's, think unfair. it's unfair. I, I don't think, think that's unreasonable. And so, uh, and then there's just a series of battles, or so either uh, when we see the night beast, he's either ripping someone apart, basically, yes. or getting shot at, and. For the most part, I want to kind of be more on your side and just say there's not a lot of interesting things here, except for a couple like, unex- because this movie's so 50s in its premise and even in a lot of its execution, the parts that are super gory are like really just non sequitur to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> they're like when a they're like when a a, a non black metal metal band has a keyboard and you're like, what the fuck is that doing? Get out of here! What's that in there? But it's less unpleasant and more like funny to me that like here's this corny rubber monster here's the guy going oh no the rubber monster's got me and then there's actual guts spilling out i'm like oh shit what who who what so that would be amusing in and of itself like that might bring me in the other thing that would bring me in is something that you made fun of but i think is funny which is the every time he's getting attacked there's some badass dude trying to do a roll i'm God rolling i'm rolling it. and i'm like why are you roll like it's <laughs> What are you rolling for? 
you're not under fire, right? Like, I don't understand why yeah. they're rolling. That's funny to me. So I was like kind of into that. I mean, I, I wasn't like, when I saw that happening, I wasn't like, fuck this movie. <laughs> you know, But I, it wasn't amusing for you the same way it was for me. Oh, I mean, I thought it was funny, but I, I just thought it was dumb. See, I, I think this has come up before. Sometimes we see something, we both see something, and the thing is dumb. And you're like, dumb, like, I'm annoyed or turned off by the dumb thing. And I'm like, charmed i'm like oh dumb it's like you know how you look at your dog and you call your dog a dummy because your dog does something and you're like hey you little dummy yeah that's how i felt about this movie a little bit my issue with the movie is i didn't feel like that enough that there's like you know let's say you got a dog and the dog you feel two ways about the dog the dog is like your fun little dummy and you laugh at him or the dog is like farting and it smells and you hope that you have enough times laughing that smelly shit dog doesn't outweigh fun dummy dog. If this movie is the dog, there's so much more the dog is shitting or chewing things it shouldn't <laughs> and not enough of the cute moments that I'm like actually not a huge fan of the movie. But then when you were like, this is blah, 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 I was like, well, but parts of it were fun. You didn't have any fun? I had fun. I, I just didn't have enough fun that I'd be like, put it on the list. It wasn't put it on the list because it, it's not. It's it just, not enough. It, I, I, get, I I mean, I don't know. How do I explain this? It it, it it didn't. I don't know. Like I've definitely watched worse movies. Sure. But this movie was so. It was so inoffensive that it huh. thus became offensive to me. Because if it just, well, but that's where I would suggest the boring thing comes up in the sense of if it's not pushing you at all, then it really is boring. It also didn't, it also lacked any sense of, to, to me, I will watch a bad movie made in earnest. Sure. This, this movie didn't even have that to me. Like, oh, I disagree with that. I felt like it was made in earnest. I, I mean, I'm not saying this movie was made like uh, like Sharknado versus Croctopus, you know, let's be as bad as we can to be yeah, ironic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I just felt that this movie was, again, it, it was made, there was no... There was nothing behind it that, that I was like, no, this is at least endearing. I guess that's where I differ, man. I thought it was endearing. To me, this is like a, uh, it's like a demo for me. You know what I mean? It, mm. it, 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 that's how it felt. That's how I felt. It didn't feel like we're not talking about Lulu. We'll never talk about Lulu. But you know what I mean? It's, we're not talking about a master shitting the bed. Masters. Masters, sure. But you know what I mean? Yeah. We're not talking about producers of great product shitting themselves publicly. Yes. We're talking about amateurs trying a thing, having some shining moments here and there, but mostly failing. But to me, I found that endearing. Um, it didn't feel crass. It didn't feel like, oh, man, who fucking cares anyway? We're just going to do whatever. It doesn't matter. That's not how I felt about it at all. Hmm. Now, does that make it good, though? And that's the thing. I really, if if I felt stronger about it, I would have been like, all right, I'm going to argue with Justin. I'm going to tell him what's up, and it's okay. He doesn't have to agree with me, but I'm going to make... Whereas I'm kind of like, hey, man, come on. Yeah, I mean, it only kind of smells like shit. It's not that bad. Let me be clear. I would gladly watch this movie before I ever watched a film like, um, like The Human Centipede or mm. a Serbian film. I, I would gladly watch this over a film whose sole purpose was to cause offense and to sure. upset someone. But in the same way, I would gladly eat fucking 
oranges dipped in ketchup that were then mm. mixed with chocolate syrup before I ate like, you know, actual feces. Right. I mean, it's whatever. I mean, there are worse movies to watch. Again, this is not the worst movie I've ever seen. I, I feel bad because we're not a podcast that spends a lot of time riffing and busting on movies. Occasionally we do. Yeah, I'm not But that's not that. like that's not like a huge thing for us to like go through and enumerate the various crimes against cinema or to just make fun of the thing. Oh, I have I have one crime that this movie committed against me. Sure. But that's not really our vibe too often. And so I don't know what else to say then about the movie because like there's nothing there's there's almost nothing there. It's just they're trying to shoot the night beast. The creature design is cool. The effects it does cool. look cool. In the hand, like uh, there's the the poster that has like a, if you can find it, there's like a. Oh, oh I get it. Okay, my fingerprint doesn't work. Um, the poster design for the creature actually looks kind of cool. Sure. On the but the creature in the movie, I mean, it's it's whatever. It doesn't always look great. No. I think in parts it looks good, but I don't think so. I think this movie didn't have a great cinematographer, which is like, duh, like no one knew what they were doing when they made this movie, so I'm not that surprised. But it also didn't have a very good light designer, so some of the scenes are lit in a way where things are dark, but then you can see the night beast. And I'm like, <laughs> you don't want to see the night. The, yeah, yeah. The makeup is not even if we were being generous calling it makeup the latex you've put on that dude is not good enough that you need the light this is on. not the work of rick baker this is no no, <laughs> this no, no, is... no no um and and i will agree like okay so let me let me go back and say there there is some plot here and there's one thing about it that i found particularly annoying um there's a raper subplot there's a yep. jerky biker guy. And I think the idea here is it's not that different than anything Stephen King would do. Is like, why have one villain when you could have two? Yeah. Why have just the Night Beast when you can also have humans fighting each other uh, during the Night Beast attack? Um, it's so bad that I almost forgot it was happening because if I focus just on the Night Beast plot, this is just like a fine monster movie. But I think the film is trying to add some sort of gritty exploitation angle. Yeah. Which is not necessary. You've made a corny monster movie. But like much like but it's different though, because like uh, what I was gonna say is it's not dissimilar from them adding the gore parts, which are not very well done, but it's them trying to up the ante, like, yeah, it's like a monster movie, but look, blood. And you're like, <laughs> All right, cool. That's fine. That's charming that you think this is you know, whatever. That's cute. But then they're like also raper guy and you're yeah. like ooh oh no 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 what do you think you're doing with this character why is he in the movie yeah and it ends up he's still relevant when they're getting to like the peak of the film yeah he's still doing stuff and you're like someone just put a bullet in that guy like I don't understand why we still have him as a character in the movie I think uh, but uh, I will say to me though that's part of the evidence that this movie isn't total trash because I cared enough about him ruining the movie that I was clearly invested in the rest of the movie to some extent. That's fair. Just That's not fair. enough that I would be like, yo, I'm going to... Like, if someone was like, yo, we have a special edition Blu-ray of Night Beast with a never-before-seen director's cut, I'd be like, yeah, man, I'm I'm good, buddy. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm good on that. That doesn't mean I would never watch it again. And again, if it came on during the day at a marathon... I think it's a fun movie to chill and laugh with a crowd. I think it's like would be fun to watch with a crowd and whatever, but, um, but it's not great. It's not great. It's not great. I just wasn't as totally 
bummed on it. I just was like, yeah, it's parts of it are fine. Yeah. I think if they took out this biker dude, he's a biker, right? I'm right about that. Build a thousand bridges, you know. It's he like, keeps it. He keeps attacking ladies. Yeah. That's all that matters. He can ride a he, bike four at a time. He spends like, a lot of time menacing ladies. That's, that's menacing ladies. And there's the one scene where he like menaces the cop as well, like the main yes, cop. He just yes. pulls up and he's like, "Don't give me any fucking shit." And the cop's like, "You better get out of this town." He's like, "Fuck you, pig." It's like, well, <laughs> and then we later find out he's a you know that. Can we talk about the sex scene? Yeah, sure. It's fine. <laughs> that that's fine to you? It was fine. I didn't no, care. No, I didn't care. No, 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 no. It no, bummed no, you no, out. No, it no, bummed no. you out. How did it not bum you out? I just didn't care. I wasn't invested. That in where was the, other. the most awkward. Like, first of all, it's definitely not the most awkward sex scene I've seen in in a horror movie, let alone in a sex movie. I just that that made my fucking skin crawl. See, you haven't sat through the movie Gums, which I have. Mm. And so, compared to Gums, uh, that was that was pretty chill. Was I fun. just I was like, you know, like you get this like the the protagonist of this movie is like a like this fucking tall beanpole guy with this strange late seventies early eighties white guy afro, and this like killer mustache. That's a killer. No, 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 He's no, got no, a good no, 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 no. He doesn't have a good mustache. It's a good mustache. You have a good mustache. His mustache Tom Selleck is has no. His mustache is weak. His his fucking mustache game is whack as shit. Stop. And then he's having this like strange, loud, makeout session with this woman that sounds like a fucking dog eating peanut butter, and he's like awkwardly running his hands over her like he's never touched a woman before, <laughs> or he's blind and trying to figure out what it is. And it was just like you know, like everyone's like, man, the sex scene and don't look now is like that's like really awkward. It's really weird. And I'm like, no, it's actually. Like, it's a quite beautiful scene. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. two people mourning and, and sadness, finding joy in one another. It's, yeah. I don't want to think about Donald Sutherland fucking ever again, but yeah. you know, it is, there's a strange, there's a strange intimacy there and that's powerful. Again, this was just like, this looked like they took two people. The people in this, they had all the chemistry as if you took two, uh, I don't know, department store mannequins bumping into each other in a fucking tornado. It was fine. It's not fine. <laughs> it, was, it was unsettling. It caused me a good amount of stress. I don't want to get gross. We have, look, this is not a podcast for children. No. But we don't get that explicit on this podcast. However, I will say, um, the things that happen in the movie Gubs make this movie seem super hot by comparison. So I just, look, the point of this for me is that scene didn't bum me out too hard. I just was like, okay, this is not great, but it's fine. Okay. Well, it, it, it took something from me. <laughs> I guess that's really what this boils down to. I found this a mostly not upsetting experience except for one character who I felt was unnecessary. You, at the end of this, felt a little violated by this movie. Like, this movie... I wouldn't say I felt violated. I would say that... Cause, no, because, again, I, I, I don't... Okay, there are movies I've watched where I have felt afterwards right. that something had been taken from me more than my time. That I was lesser because of this movie. I've s- I mean, I mean, time is also important, though. Yeah. So investing time that you feel like you're wasting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, but it. Uh, I don't know. It's fine. I don't want. I mean, again, I don't want to. It. It wasn't bad enough for me to be like to lead some sort of like moral crusade on it, and I don't want to like. <sighs> no, it's fine to like hate to like dislike it. That's uh, again. I don't care. I just was. I just thought it was funny because. 
Um, nothing about it bummed me out that hard. So I was mm. kind of interested to be like, what, what bummed Justin out so hard in this movie? On the other hand, it's not like our next movie where I actively enjoyed myself and felt like it was pretty dang good. All right. I guess we're going to take a quick break. And when we <laughs> come back, we're going to talk about 1980s horror movie. Horror movie. The Suckling, a.k.a. Sewage Baby. Meet Mommy and Daddy. I told you. I won't tell anyone that you're a father. Becoming Mommy's Little Mutant Terror. The Suckling. What is going on? We're locked in. Yes, trapped in a bordello, Mommy and Daddy must try and survive their wayward offspring. What the hell is this? If you're looking for nail-biting action and suspense, see The Suckling. The Suckling. And we are back to talk about 1990s. The Suckling. Yeah. It was okay. It was fine. A pregnant woman reluctantly goes to an illegal abortion clinic, which also doubles as a brothel, only to have her aborted mutant fetus attack everyone at the brothel, or at the clinic. What a bummer. I hate when that happens. I hate when my aborted child goes down the toilet drain. Encounters toxic waste. Encounters toxic waste and gains superpowers. What a bummer of a day. <laughs> Okay, let's put something out there right away. Let's do it. This is a tasteless movie. Yes. It is a trashy, tasteless movie. That doesn't bother me per se, but I feel like there's probably people for whom, first things first, they're going to be like, oh, that's just really, the movie really doesn't, it's really tasteless. It really just doesn't give a fuck. And if that's going to be a bummer for you, you're never going to get in on this movie. There's no way to get, if if just hearing... Aborted fetus goes down the toilet, encounters toxic waste, becomes a monster. You already know whether you're in or not. You know, like I feel yeah. like most people are going to hear that premise and either be like, "Okay," yeah. or be like, "Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm I'm really good." And let me be here and tell you, while I did enjoy this movie, if you hear that premise and you think, "I don't think I want to watch that," you are one hundred percent right. You don't want to watch that. I'll you just say don't. it for you. Yeah. Uh, uh, one of the, so I posted a clip of this movie on Instagram. Yeah, unfortunately, a spoiler. <sighs> oh no, the fucking plot twist. Right now, the the but... the brilliant Kaiser Soze ass plot twist at the end. The of point. Fucking no, the suckling. But, all I'm saying is, 
someone might be upset if they cared, but so they can know. fucking find me. Repairman X Jack on Gmail <laughs> at Gmail on Instagram. Come find me. Email. We'll fucking meet up and square off about the suckling. <laughs> um, this okay. What I'm what I'm about to say didn't bother me per se, but I could see it's not a far leap to get there. This movie does not have the most flattering doesn't exactly paint the most flattering picture of a pro-choice mindset. Uh, I, I, I would say, because I, I was thinking that as well, and I read a few reviews who, would, who argued that it, it's hard to say one way or the other because, he, okay. because um, the film clearly thinks that this girl, even though she seems to want to keep her child if yeah. she had a choice, that it should be her choice one way or the other. I was going to say, yeah, because it the, when the boyfriend's like, the boyfriend's being pushy, they're clearly making it, they're making it clear that he's an asshole for pushing this on her. Right, 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 right. Um, I will say, yeah, I don't, it's certainly not, I also don't, wouldn't necessarily say it's a pro-life movie either. No, because what I gathered was, you could also make the argument of if we make abortion illegal... This is the option. This is like the only option, really. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I, I think, and it's important to remember, this is 1980. This is still, this is actually when the tide is starting to turn, right? Like the, the, the Roe versus Wade decision is still fresh in people's minds. This is right around the time when. No, this is 1990. 90? You this, said 80 when you when you oh, did my, the intro. Night Beast came out in 1980. Oh, what year is this from? This came out in 1990. Jesus. Yeah. See, it, I think okay. I will say this: Was it filmed in 1990 though? It what I couldn't find out because I thought the same thing. I was like, "There's no way this fucking movie came out in 1990." Well, because here's the thing, y'all: This is a trauma film, but it's not a trauma film. It is one of those movies, much like Neon Maniacs, mm-hmm. we just covered it, and a bunch of other movies like this. Uh, original Samurai Cop, not a trauma film, but trauma found it and released it. You know? Yeah. Unlike, you know, Toxic Avenger, that's a trauma movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this movie, it's very possible it was filmed and then sat on the shelf or something. We'll have to do some research to see what the deal is. The point is this. If this is a 1990 film, then I think it's a little more complicated because I think abortion was enough a part of the culture by that point. Yeah. That it was easier to have like a side. But then again, it also is interesting that um, it certainly doesn't portray illegal abortions as like... A thing we want people to have to endure. Not at all. Yeah. Um, I would also say, and this is just my opinion having seen the movie, uh, movie also doesn't give a whole hell of a... This just seems like a crazy premise. And it's one that they haven't really thought through in the sense of like, how do we get the people trapped in the brothel? I really liked how they did that, though. I thought it was great, yeah. but but you know what I mean. There's no logic there. No, at no point does anyone go. Well, the reason that the reason the baby can do that actually is because of the. This is the reason. The film is just literally like this is what's happening now, man. Like whatever, we we got monster makeup, okay? Yeah, we got a latex suit. We put uh, soon to be editor of Fangoria, Michael Gingold, in it, <laughs> who we've seen at exhumed events. He's that little white haired guy with the glasses. Very nice, nice man. Yeah. We put him in this monster outfit, and now he's going to grab people. Which, by the way, um, reading the IMDb and realizing that he plays the creature when the creature is big enough to walk around, I was like, 
Is that actually Michael Gingold, like the Fangoria guy that I met at Exhum stuff? Yeah, that's him, guys. You've met the Suckling. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It's just, I, you know, I didn't know at the time that he had a role. I mean, I guess I should have assumed that he probably was in a movie at some point. Yeah. Anyways, um, I don't think the movie has an agenda one way or the other, actually. I think this is just a, a culturally relevant premise that they're like, let's just fucking run with this. I think they were going for shock value more than anything. Right. Exactly. Um, especially because, like, Again, it's hard to say. You know, there's a scene where after, you know, in the, in the beginning after the abortion occurs, when um, Big Mama, the woman who runs the brothel, slash, yeah. she's like, it, she's like cleaning her instruments, which are one instrument, and it's a coat hanger. Yeah. So it, you know, you see that, and you're like, uh, <laughs> hmm. What are they trying to say? Are they trying right. to say like this is how all abortionists are, or are they trying to say you know what I said earlier—the flip side of like—is this what you want your daughter or girlfriend or wife to go through? You, right. You know, um, I think it's like you said. I think it's just shock value, yeah. and I think this is again, this is trash. This is pure trash cinema, is yeah. what this is, and you know, the film really only has one likable character, the entire movie. Candy, the fucking the, the 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 sex worker with the heart of gold who gets killed. This film really only has two, two. <laughs> likable characters. Candy is actually kind of dude fun when she gets in the fight with the fuck that that guy who is like an offensive stereotype of Italians. When she gets like a fight with him and Big Mom is like, "Hey, you two, yo, okay, watch what you're saying." And then she's like, "Fine." Aren't you making an assumption that he's a stereotype of Italians? Uh, you mean Frank Rivera? I mean he's. But he was raised by Big Mama, who's a Southern lady stereotype. My bad, my bad. So it's kind of hard. Like, I wouldn't say Italians. I'd say he is this very much like New York, probably Italian thing, only it doesn't, this is part of why the movie doesn't work, right? He's over here going, hey, oh, wow, pasta for Jewel. And then he's been raised since he was a child by Big Mama, who's like, oh, good Lord. Oh, I do say. I said that. And you're like, these two, in real life, these two have never met, let alone one raised by the other. Yeah. Plus, anyway, so the only likable characters are, we have Candy, the the uh, prostitute, sex. let's say sex worker, who is just mean to everyone, but it's funny. She's charming. She got yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, one of the two bouncers, who isn't a monster. Oh, you mean Lionel Richie? That yes. guy was awesome. And then midway through the movie, they're just like, we're killing off Lionel. Mm-hmm. He's He's gone. They kill Kanji, too. Yeah. The same guy. And again, this is another movie that relies on, we can't show the monster too much. So we need the humans to threaten each other because we can't just have the monster attack over and over again. We have limited use of the monster. The monster has a limited application. I see. The, like, okay. So when it comes to like bad guys in movies. Sure. Human bad guys. Sure. There's a fine line between like, oh, I hate that fucking guy. Yeah. And then like, let's say Paul Reiser from Aliens. Yeah. And then there's like, this is like actually taking, oh, this is taking me out of this movie. How fucking annoying and stupid this guy is. Like this guy. This guy oh. was so annoying and like everyone else in the movie, they weren't like amazing actors, but like it, whatever. This guy the whole time, he's just like, eh, everyone's going to listen to me. I got the gun. I'm going to kill this thing. And you're like, no, you're, you, you, fuck you. Like fucking die already. He just, that guy. I don't, it, everything you're saying makes no sense to me. In the sense of like, look, I agree that there can be characters who are just annoying, but there are characters who are designed to be annoying. Yes, uh, that's what I'm saying is this guy was just annoying. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. I think he just was designed to. He is the annoying guy. Well, you know, you don't work in a pawn shop, and that's most of my customers <laughs> who talk to me like that. So I, I no, I feel you, and I, and I get that. But for me, this might have been the disconnect with the the movie. Like because I didn't hate that guy, I was going along with the film. And by the end, I mean, I hated him in the sense that he sucked, but I didn't hate him on a personal level. I hated the character, and I was like, oh, good job being a guy that I hate. That's cool. The Although, not being the worst guy, my man murders the only two good characters, and then the John manages to be worse than oh him. Oh, my God. It's so crazy how they're like, yeah, this dude sucks, but this dude is even fucking worse. The John in that movie. Okay, that's another thing about this movie that kind of got under my skin. Yeah. I don't think this movie was taking a dedicated stand against sex work. I don't... I, this movie's not fucking smart enough to do that. Sure. Nor do I think it was anything beyond just like, we gotta make this guy as like much of an asshole as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, if yeah. he's being an asshole to sex workers, he's of course gonna say like this horrible shit. The stuff that guy was saying was making me so fucking uncomfortable. Right. You know, because I'm not even gonna repeat it because it, it makes me that uncomfortable, but it's just like... I don't know if it was just it was so graphic and vulgar that it made me uncomfortable or it was because like that's how most sure most rich white dudes who go to sex workers actually think about them. But I do think you don't I'm going to disagree with you a little bit about the intentionality of it. Not because I think the film has a political stance about sex work, quite the opposite. However, I do think it has an opinion on the sort of uh besuited white man. Okay. Who Goes to the brothel and then thinks everyone there sucks and he's somehow above them. Yeah. And so the scene that you're talking about where he comes on to this woman in the midst of the carnage. Beautiful. And she's like, no, why would I do that? And then he immediately turns on her. I think that's intentional. And in fact, at when watching it, I thought, that's more insightful than I thought this movie was capable of. Fair enough. Because that is a real male. The man who's like, I mean, look. Ayo, big reveal, y'all. I have watched pornography. What? I know. And the part of pornography I find the most upsetting is that men really want to demean someone that they also want to engage in physical activity. Yes. And I've never I've never been that dude. I've definitely wanted to um when I was young and horny and not fat and old uh i've definitely looked at women and desired them you know and lusted and all that stuff like you have lust in your heart i get it oh 100 percent. yeah um that part i get the part that's like also i have to make sure they feel bad i've always been like where the fuck does that come from they're about to do very nice things exactly with, with you and I mean, for you where does this animosity come from but I, and and i'm sure there are psychosexual explanations around misogyny and patriarchy and this idea of ownership. And in fact, probably it's related to vulnerability, right? Like I'm about to be vulnerable with you. And so I have to make sure there's a distance through hatred, whatever that is. I'm sure there's a lot there and we could probably do a whole episode actually talking about that. And that would be interesting. Uh, Not that I feel totally qualified, but I think we could say some interesting stuff, Yeah, but that's not my point. My point is the fact that the film made sure you knew that that's part of who this guy is, that he is, so insecure and such a fucking coward that part of what he has to do is make these women feel bad. Even though she's not rejecting him. It 
he responds as if she's like, you're gross, and I wouldn't touch your penis for $100. What she's clearly saying is, now is not the time to do this. Yeah. She's like, literally like, I don't know, we're in the midst of trying to survive being killed by a monster. I don't really want to fuck you for money right now. Yeah. And of course he has to turn on her. I literally was like, that's way more than I gave this movie credit for. That's a fair assessment. Especially I because I still think the use of abortion as a theme is a purely apolitical, this just will fuck with people yeah. decision. So the fact that they're like, this is what this guy's like. He's one of these fuckers. I was like, that is more critical of men than most <laughs> art is. You know what I mean? It, yeah, it yeah, really yeah. is. And again, I think also the fact that our only enjoyable male character is black and he's murdered by a criminal white man. And the fact that the movie's like... He's not... No, the, the, the suckling gets him. It, remember, no, it comes out of the wall? No, he shoots the... The suckling gets him, but then in order oh, to shoot the him. suckling, he shoots... He clearly just shoots him first and then kind of shoots at the suckling. Right, 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 right. And like, and remember, the high school student even accuses him of it, and yeah. that's when it becomes clear, oh, I'll kill all of you. You mean, I'll kill all of you? Yeah. I'll kill all of you. I get the gun now. But, but also, the decision of, okay, there are two characters here. We've got a white man who is a... Ne'er do well criminal gutter dude, and then we have a literal vet war veteran who can't get a better job apparently than working with Jack off Joe over here. Again, slightly more than I was willing to give this movie credit for. And when I thought about it later, I thought, well, that was an interesting choice actually. Yeah. That 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 he that these two guys are working together, and the other dude becomes the leader. Like. For a minute, this is going to be Night of the Living Dead. Like this dude is like, oh, yeah. we got this. I'm I'm in charge. Do what I say. And it's only because of this racist, horrible white man. We don't actually know. He never says anything. Mm, he's got it in his heart. You much can, as, you much as you tell. have lust in your heart, yeah. he so desperately wanted to drop a heart. He end. wanted to hit that end so hard. Oh my god, he really did. A regular Cooper, that guy was. <laughs> uh, all that to say. Um, those little insights made me think, okay, someone was thinking a little bit in the making of this movie, even though I think the point of the movie is to make a piece of trash. Like, I, like when I say trash, I don't mean without worth. I mean something grimy and gritty. This is, a, especially knowing when it was made in the 90s. Yeah. This is a throwback to grindhouse movies of the 70s. Yeah. But with a lot more leeway to do more fucked up stuff than so, they probably could have gotten away with back then. Um, So... A few things I want to talk about that affected me that I thought were a few things I liked about this movie. Sure. Aside from Candy, she was fucking great. Candy's great. Um, the way that this spoiler alert, um, like the weird cocoon that it surrounds the house in. Yeah, I like that a lot. When fucking asshole goes out, it's like she's like, oh, "I'm gonna, I'm getting out of here," and you're like, he, he's like wandering through that. That was so horrifyingly claustrophobic and effective. It's literally cloth and yarn with red light on it, and the cloth is dyed red. And yet, the way they film it, you're like, oh, this is gross. Even though you can visually see, uh, I see how they made this. Yes. Like, I can physically see- The seams are showing. Yeah, when they say say the seams are showing. Yeah, yeah. And yet, it still works. You're still freaked out. There was a moment- I was freaked out by it. There was a moment when I was like, they they, they showed the POV of, of the suckling like moving through that. And I remember thinking, like, if they show that thing emerge from this, like, miasma of, like, tissue, if they show the suckling emerge, like, that is going to be, I'm going to be upset. 
<laughs> because I kept I like in my head. You know yeah. that scene in like Jurassic Park where Muldoon gets killed and he's like he's got his like he's zeroed in the one raptor and all of a sudden the other raptor like leans it from the side and he's like clever girl. That's how I imagined like the suckling emerging was just like nothing, 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 and all of a sudden it just like steps out from this like horrifying fucking forest of disgusting tissue. It never does, and the death happens like off screen. But just the idea of moving through this maze of just fucking gross shit was surprisingly effective and way better than it had any right to be given the fucking production value of this movie. Like you can like you can literally see they're using at one scene cargo nets just that are just spray painted red. You can see the the, the threads in the rope and how it's like it's like crisscross like a, it's a fucking cargo net. And still it it gives the sense of like this is a real biological construction that this thing has made around the house to fuck these people. And it's just Oh, it's so effective. I liked when it's in the fetus form. Okay, right. Okay, I'm, I'll, I'll tell you then what, what the most upsetting part of this movie, the, the, the part of this movie where I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna have nightmares about." Go ahead, go ahead. You do that first. When it's like, um, right after the fetus starts to like mutate, and it's like a little bit bigger, and it's just laying on the fucking floor of the sewer pipe, just like weakly kicking its feet. And like mewling and, and just whatever. That was so upsetting that um, I had that thought of like, okay, if they show this for like three more seconds, I'm going to like have to fucking shut my laptop and maybe take a break from all this. Um, I don't know what it was about the effects of this movie, but the effects, especially when it was, they're showing the, 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 the suckless as a feeding, as a fetus when it's, you know, exposed to this toxic waste that is just laying in the yard for some reason. Um, you know, it's Brooklyn, whatever. It's not. Where is it supposed to be? I think it's Brooklyn. What? No. There, there's trees. They're in the forest. Don't they say it's Brooklyn? I don't remember them saying that. Oh. Anyway, you see the suckling, like, laying on the... the this yeah, thing yeah, is just yeah. writhing on the sewer floor. And I'm not... Again, I'm not saying this is, like, fucking Rob Bottin level practical effects. But they are way better effects than this movie has a right to possess in them. And they fucking work. And it looks really, really fucked up. See, this is my argument for the whole movie. If you want to compare this shit to fucking Alien, okay, obviously it's not fair. It's you know whatever. <laughs> it's wrong. But but I'm saying like, I'm sorry guys, I've been making a lot of music comparisons lately. I've been listening to a lot of music That's podcasts. Fine. I've been listening to a lot more music. Compare uh, what what's what's your what's your favorite high production? Morbid Angel record. <clears throat> I would have to say not like the early stuff. I'm no. Like I would say I, I would say, hmm, probably for me this for me this fatal to the flesh. So let's say you were to compare that to the breakdown '87 demo, oh. and you were to say, well, clearly this is better. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything. What I'm saying is the '87 demo compared to other people's low budget demos is like. This is a fucking masterpiece. Why? Why is this so good? When usually it's better than Sean King. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like uh, for a lot of people, there's a barrier of entry around low production value, around yes. non-professional actors, around gritty weirdness, just grossness, whatever. It's one of the reasons black metal is so hard to get into, and the Nazis. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Also, the Nazis. Um, but you know what I mean? Sometimes something has everything stacked against it, but something about it comes through and it like hits you in a certain way. For me, 
this is not a movie that I'm going to get a tattoo of. <laughs> but in my brain, every aspect has no right to be as good as it is. That I was entertained the whole time. I was charmed by parts of it. I was grossed out by parts of it. And at no point was I like, well, this is just fucking dumb. You're wasting my time now. That's crazy. Even the stupid wraparound idea that she's in the hospital works that, for me. That didn't make any sense to me, but I wasn't like, meh. I, I was like, eh, it's sure, fuck it. I'm in for a penny, in for a pound. It's fine. I didn't like the end when they tried to rape her. That was a little... <sighs> You know, that's that was a little... Uh... It was like a final, like, uh, oh, the thing is still alive and whatever, whatever. I get it. It's not my favorite part, but whatever. But again, even knowing that's in the movie, I was like, what? I like this. I don't know why I like it. You know, it's like, it's like you know, some 90s metalcore record where the symbol is, like, annoying the whole time and the tom is not recorded right, but you're still with Mosh if you heard it live. There's fucking quarters on the bass drum pedal. Yeah, yeah. You're just like, what the fuck is going on with this recording? Um, that's how I felt about this movie, is that like there's a scrappy charm to it and a, and a gritty grindhouse thing going on that I appreciate, even if there are parts of it that I think are kind of like, ugh, ah, ugh. But then I'm like, well, that's fine. It's part of the appeal, I guess. Yeah. That's fine. Um, yeah, again... I get it. It's not a fucking masterpiece, but using the same template that I was using for uh, The Night Beast, I can't imagine, unless I'm already asleep, I can't imagine this coming on at a hearthon and me being like, oh, fuck it. Let's go. I don't care. Let's go get lu- Let's go get dinner. Let's go get lunch. This comes on, I might fall asleep because I'm tired, but yeah. I'm not like, oh, I'm, I'm out. Fuck Yeah, you're this. not bored. No, I'm like, yeah, man, let's see how crap, especially because I'm watching this alone. So the most crazy parts, I'm just here. Imagine seeing this on film in a room full of other fucking degenerates. And one of these stupid crazy parts happen and they all go, Wah! that's fun, man. I, yeah. think, I think this would be a fun crowd pleaser of a movie. Even if parts of it, that crowd is going to go, Ugh, what? <laughs> oh, God damn it. What? Uh, but that's part of the fun to me. I don't know. I, I just found it. There was something about it that was charming. Um, even in its in its grossness, um, yeah, and it's it's uh, it's just like, I guess going back to what you were saying, you felt like with Night Beast that people seemed bored and they didn't seem invested. Yeah, I certainly didn't feel that way about this movie. Not at all. Night Beast, it didn't strike me as that, but I I didn't care. I wasn't like, oh yeah, this movie. It's like yo, they're really like. Everyone is chewing the scenery. No one is call- phoning it in. Even some of the uh, sex workers who have no real lines other than to go, ah, are just like, yo, I'm in a movie, man. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. doing it. it does, it's, it's not always good, but they're giving it their all. The only people who seemed really like kind of out of place were the two psychologists. Dude, the one guy was just like, <laughs> you mean to tell me that everyone in the brothel died except for her? That's preposterous. I don't believe the story, but clearly she seems to believe it. But it didn't bum me out. I was just like, all right, well, that's fine. Yeah. They're not important for the movie anyway. No, they bring no real value to the movie. <laughs> I, also, I do like the fact that in the very beginning when she's like having the nightmare about being in the hospital or whatever, when they're like wheeling her through the, the, <laughs> the fucking rooms and you just see like the nurses that are... <laughs> 
like she's having a nightmare. So the nurses just come out, and like the director was clearly like, "I need you to like walk kind of sexy, you know, do a little, little strut, you know, you're like a sexy nurse." And what they're doing is the least sexy thing I've seen oh, yeah. since the sex scene in Night Beast. Oh yeah, it's like they look like flamingos that are on the verge of passing out, but they just keep moving forward through the grace of gravity and God. Right. Um. But yeah, I mean, this is not a good movie, but it's it it. It, it was enjoyable, and I was like, "Man, that's gets an A for effort." You know, is I liked it. I think it's good for what it is. However, um, I could see telling people not to watch it again. Yeah, an aborted fetus <laughs> goes through toxic waste and becomes basically a magical monster. Yo. Who not only eats human flesh but has powers. It looked so fucking cool. It, and the design is very good. But in other words, if if that premise makes you go, oh, what the fuck? This is not, I'm not going to win you over. You know, yeah, there's yeah, other yeah. things where you would not be into it. And I'd be like, no, 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 trust me. It's cool. This is not that. However, if you hear that and you think, okay, that sounds interesting. That might be like, goofy and weird and offensive yeah 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 if you're into if you're ready for it let's let's do it if you hear that premise and you see the poster artwork and you and and you're not turned off by it if you're like "Eh, this movie is as good as you think it is that is true yeah it delivers i i do like that um my friend kelly found like the vhs right i saw you post this movie's often been compared to aliens or alien and die hard it's just no it hasn't no one's ever said Die that. Hard because they're trapped in a building? I don't know. It's like, have you not seen any movies where people are trapped in buildings? Because yeah. there's a few of them. Yeah. And they have more things in common with this movie than Die Hard does. The towering Inferno? Like It doesn't. That doesn't make any sense. No. I do think the alien comparison is understandable just because a monster comes out of the wall and it looks weird. Yeah. But that's it. The design is also clearly influenced by alien. Oh, sure, 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 sure. 100%. Did it have a weird tongue thing? It did not. What was I watching? Where it had a. It's just it just had teeth that come out. You know those teeth that don't make any sense. Yes, they're so long that you're like, that it couldn't shut its mouth. Why yeah. would it have teeth like that? Yeah, but they look scary. They do look scary, and it's I. Oh my god, this it's this. Ah. Yeah. So that. <laughs> so that that's the suckling. It's kind of like a. It's kind of like living into the. Uh, this is what I just made me think of. It made me think of those like um, of those like thugcore records where clearly everyone is pretending like they're living into some like they're living into some like caricature of what you think it is. Like you think it's a bunch of dudes in hoodies like swinging chains and hitting each other with baseball bats. Trapped under ice. Uh, a little bit, but I think I think Trevor Rice was specifically like, "Yo, we're bringing back a thing that everyone has forgotten okay. about." What you're describing is dudes playing out the thug persona to make you think that's how they are. Yeah, could actually accurately describe NWA, given what those guys, how those guys like. Sure, 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 sure. And 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 that's not an unfair comparison. But what I mean is, this movie is almost like, do you have a caricature of what you think a trashy horror movie is? So do we. Here's what it is. Fair enough. Here's our. We're doing. We're giving you the caricature of what a shit horror movie is um and it lives into it it lives into every opportunity to be trashy and over the top that it can and if you think it's doing it uh intentionally then i think it'll be easier for you to watch as opposed to like thinking this is going to be a movie made in good taste like this is a movie where that takes itself this movie was made 
Not that it doesn't <laughs> take itself seriously, but it's having fun. It's like it takes itself just it. seriously enough to, to 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 make. It takes itself just seriously enough to get made. Yeah. Um. But it. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't go any further than that. I guess it's like municipal waste. Yes. Or crucial unit. Oh God. <laughs> Moshing is our business, and business is mediocre at best. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, that's a, that was just two. Also, I just want to point out that Justin's initial response to both these movies is like, I can't believe we're watching these movies. I just want to make it clear he chose these movies. I did. I did not choose. I was. This is one of. The, sometimes I go, Justin, this is what we're doing, and I subject him to things. That's fine. And and and, and I don't think I do a bad job. But no, you this time, you you chose both. I would not have chosen either one of these movies. So that was Night Beast and The Suckling. Thank you, as always, for listening. Um, you can head to cinepunks.com and check out more episodes of this show and more episodes of fucking lots of other great shows. We just added we just added one new podcast, right? Yep. I'm not Bo- going crazy. Books B-Sides. Books B-Sides with fucking Joe Vitello from, uh, he was... I just the Horror like, Show. The Horror Show, yes. He's been on the show before. You know Joe. He's a fucking great dude. We got Weird, Obscure, and Possibly Unsafe, which I'll be on an episode of there soon. Mm. I, he told me you guys talked for a while. Now that you tell me you talked, oh, he, by the way, is Jacob is one of the co-hosts of that show. We talked sometimes, and he came, he was on, we had a Cinefunk Zoom call, and he was like, I talked to Justin for three hours. And I was like, yeah, how was it? He's like, it's very upsetting. A- at a certain point, he was telling me something, and it was so upsetting that I actually disassociated for a little while. I was like, well, what was it about? He's like, I can only give you a vague, vague summation. Oh, because... the alien of aliens mutilations of humans by aliens. Yeah, yeah. His Anne Marie was like, uh, I don't want to. We were going to do an episode on it. He was like, What can we do the episode on? And I started talking. And at first, they were like, Yeah, yeah, cat mutilations. And I was like, Okay, so back in like 1989, there was that. He was like, I'm not doing that. He's like, uh, <laughs> Like, because Adriana was like, she's like, Oh, tell us what he said. And and, and Jake goes, Here's the thing. Um, it started to get so upsetting. I kind of disassociated. And I stopped. <laughs> Got up and walked away. I just stopped listening. And so like, I don't. I can't tell you the details because I don't. We're not doing it though. That's not what the episode is. And I was like, I also felt like right. I also felt like kind of a dick because we'd be talking about stuff, and I'd be like, "Hang on a second. I'd be like, "Let me get this book from my library." I was David Ike. Oh yes, the biggest secret. Yes, let me get my copy of that Outlook. Here, like everything they would be like, "Oh, we're talking about this." I'd be like, "Let me get my book on that." I felt like a. I mean, let me be clear. I felt like pretty fucking cool because I yeah, 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 yeah. But I also felt like a bit of an asshole, like, you know. No, no, no. You This is something you've been interested in for a while. I think they're younger than you and are newer in pursuing this. Yes. So I don't think there's a feeling of, like, who does he think he is? I think it's like a, oh, wow, he knows a lot more. Like, that's good for them because this is, the show is not, we are experts on this shit. The show is. The show is, we are not yet twisted by the fucking truth <laughs> like Justin has been. Yo, that Ike episode had me like, yo, I don't know about this dude. David Ike fucking, I hate David Ike. He's the worst. Yeah, he's an anti-Semite. He pretends like he's not. Yeah, well, you know what? I uh, I also sometimes pretend uh, to be a walking cock who's had sex with every woman in the world, and uh, that ain't true. No, why, true. why do I have a New York accent? I don't know. You're like, you're like, I'm talking about sex. I must be a New Yorker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, episodes of that, wine and cheese. It's good. Tomb of Ideas. Yeah. A bunch of other fat girl hacks, bunch of other shit. Yeah. Cinepunks. Yeah. Go to patreon.com. Yeah. Give us money, please. Yeah. Um, I know I said this every fucking episode. I'm about to get on Chris Reject's ass. So if he listens to this, Chris Reject, I put the order in for our Patreon stuff. Oh, you gotta give him some you gotta give him come on, he's working by himself. Yeah, I'll go and work for him tomorrow. All right, do it. Okay.
Check out LVAC on the underscore LVAC on Twitter. Check out Har Business on Twitter. Harbiz666. We're also on Instagram. You can go there and follow us. You can follow Liam at Liam Rules. You can follow me at Repair Man X Jack. And uh, should we give him our, our TikTok accounts? Because we're on TikTok? Oh, no. You don't no. need to follow me. On t- you can follow Justin on TikTok. I don't know what your... What is your TikTok? Uh, spooky Herbivore. Oh, yeah. Spooky Herbivore. Yeah. I Don't worry about me. Because <laughs> I did one video and it sucked. And that's it. I yeah. haven't done anything else. I, um, I don't have time. Oh, I do want to say... Uh, I'll post about this on the, I think I posted about it on the Har Business Twitter, a, a weird TikTok occurrence. You should check it out, Liam, um, if you guys haven't already. Um, I posted about it a few days ago, Bats and Angels 69. Just go check it out. I'm not going to say anything else about it. It's very creepy. Um, so thank you for listening. Uh, I swear to fucking on the straight edge, we will have new shit for you guys soon, new shirts. We'll have some cool Patreon stuff coming at you soon. So please bear with us. Uh, the order has been put in. We're just waiting for Chris to catch up because it's like Liam said, it's one it's it's one man. He's quite the man, but he's only one man. So just bear with us. And uh, until next time, um, I know their families are grieving. Fuck them. There's a little body count coming at you. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, fuck the Minneapolis PD. No justice, no peace. Do you scan the night sky in search of unidentified aerial phenomena? Do you lose sleep over strange projects funded by the CIA? Ever wonder which orifices ectoplasm comes out of? Come explore the unexplained and unexplainable with us on our podcast, Weird, Obscure, and Possibly Unsafe. We'll talk about telepomancy, haunted railroads, sentient umbrella spirits, mind-altering video games, remote viewing, SpongeBob conspiracy theories, and only gets weirder from there. Each episode will share three stories about all the weird things they tell you not to believe. Weird, obscure, and possibly unsafe. Available anywhere you get your podcasts. Hey! Don't talk, just listen. Son, there is no hope, only mystery, wonder, and danger. Black Sun Dispatches on the Cinefunks Podcast Network.